live, man. What's going on? What's going on, man? Next to Blow presents, man. Next to Bob. My name is Spencer Neal. This is actually the first episode, man. We appreciate y'all tuning in live from Atlanta, Georgia. We have a special guest in the building today, man. A special guest. Two-time double, double NC, NCAA champion. Auburn, I mean, no, Alabama, excuse me. No disrespect. No disrespect. Tennessee we from Auburn, no? Tennessee Titan. <laughs> Atlanta Falcon, <laughs> make some motherfucking noise. Give it up right now for everybody tuning in. Give it up for Mr. Rashawn Evans, y'all. <laughs> yes, sir. Rashawn, what's going on, man? We appreciate you for joining us, man. Appreciate you for giving us your time. You know, you got a lot going on. Busy athlete, man. Thank you, brother. Thank you. What's going on in your life right now, my guy? Oh, man, shoot. Appreciate you for having me on, big dog. Um, shoot, really, man, just a lot of stuff, man. Really just relaxing right now. I'm in free agency right now. Just enjoying life. Um, Really just trying to use this time right now, man, just to kind of just, you know, be with family, um, take some time out for myself individually just to, you know, just relax and, uh, you know, just really just get myself prepared for the next chapter in my life. Man, that's real. And we're going to get into that because it's actually crazy to me that you even in free agency. But I got I always whenever I meet an athlete, I always the first question I always mm -hmm. ask, because pro athletes, y'all go through so much and y'all done seen so much. What's the best sports moment? in your life. It don't have to be pro, you know what I'm saying? It could be literally, but mm -hmm. what's the, the, your, your, the moment you remember the most? Like, when you talk to your grandkids, this is the one you bring up. Man, i probably say it's two of them. One, one would be when I won the uh, 2018 National Championship, which was in Atlanta. In Atlanta. And we played Georgia. That was probably that number one. <laughs> and then the second one would probably be, I think, maybe my junior year in college, man. Um, it wasn't even, I think it wasn't even anything that happened on the field. It was just a situation where my family had came to see me. We were playing Texas a and And basically, my family had came to see me, man. And I was, like, probably, like, third, fourth string. You know how Bama is. You know, you've got number five stars, you know, top-ranked athletes. You know, you yeah. basically got to wait your turn to be able to get on the field and it was just a moment for me where, you know, my family, they they came and supported me. I didn't even get a chance to even showcase my ability and get on the field. I just remember that moment where, you know, I was just emotional about it because, you know, I wanted to be able to, you know, put on for my family. And at, and at that time, you know, they just kind of, you know, they gathered around me, you know, they supported me. And, they you know, after that, man, really, that's what kind of took, took kind of helped me too. Took off, you know, take off in my career. Understanding that, man, that the, you know, this is the, the support that I had, family support that I had, and um, you know, that's really was something I carried with me all the way into the league, and um, you know, that's basically what just basically just anchoring me right now as well, just family and support, you know, just with the different things that going with the NFL lifestyle. That's what's up, right? That's really crazy that you say that because you know, a lot of athletes, you know, some of them, well, some of them get driven off of having no love. You know what I'm saying? So for you to be, yeah. be, be driven off love, that's that's kind of because I do comedy or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So the first time my mama seen me do comedy, I shed tears. Like it was like that, and it wasn't yeah. my best show. It was just like, nigga, my mama see me, so I already know that feeling. But that uh, that Georgia game, if, if, if I'm not mistaken, that's the one where y'all y'all scored on the last on the last ten seconds, right? Yeah, that was when we had a QB change, man. That was when I think Jalen Hurts was the starting quarterback at that time, yeah. and then. The Tua switched to be the quarterback, and at that point, shoot, Tua had through that last pass to Devontae Smith for playing for the Eagles as well. And shit, that, the rest is history. History. And it's crazy because, you know what I'm saying, I'm, a, uh, I'm, I'm from Atlanta, so I'm a, I'm a huge Georgia fan, so I sat through that nightmare. 
And nigga, all I was saying was, as long as Jalen Hurts keep playing, <laughs> we go win this game. And lo and behold, y'all done found a nigga from yeah. Hawaii to come in and throw <laughs> a thousand yards in two quarters. Like, where hey. is this nigga from? He hit Devontae yeah. Smith. I mean, cooking. First of all, I don't even understand why we in cover two with 10 seconds left. <laughs> anyway, so that, that, I need to talk to somebody about that. But the fact, the fact, that's a huge, but y'all, you won, that won, you won two championships down there, right? Two, two. The first one was against Deshaun Watson, and then the second one was obviously against Georgia. Yeah. The, the first one was in, I think, maybe 2016. Yeah. That's yeah. when we won the Natty. And y'all was, y'all, and you know, y'all always, y'all, you always was a loaded team, especially in Alabama. Y'all had oh, so, yeah. many, so many loaded squads. What was your favorite squad in Alabama? Like, what was that year, like, you knew before training camp, like, oh, boy, we got a championship this year? I say that 2016 squad, man, we were stacked, man. We had so many dudes that was, you know, because at that time, you know, Bama at that time were in, in that area. You know, and, and, and even now, you know, they got a lot of talent, but it was just the mentality then. Yeah. Dudes then, bro, we, you know, we had a saying that we're going to die about it. And when yeah. you say that, you know, you really meant that. Like, jokers just go out there and you just had the ultimate comfort. Yeah. Yeah, that's and like when you stepped on that field, <laughs> that we were, it wasn't even about winning; it was just running through my face. It was just like that type of mentality. So, you know, when we came out on the field, man, running with that squad, you know, that kind of helped me be the the athlete and the player that I am, just on how I approach the game, bro. And a lot of times, you know, a lot of a lot of athletes we play the game just to you know win, or we play it for accolades. But you know, during that that time and the dudes that I was around, bro, it was just pure about just you know. Just, just, just seeing a dude across from you and just handling business—that's really what it was. Yeah, I respect that. I respect that. Did you tell me this when you committed to Alabama? First of all, first because you're from you're from Auburn, which is like that's the rival to Alabama. Yeah. So how'd you how'd you make that decision? Where like I'm not going to I'm not going to the hometown. I'm gonna go to Alabama. You know what I'm saying? Was, Man, that, was, yeah. That was like a business decision. To be honest with you, I mean the hometown. I mean shoot, the, the high school that I went to was it was actually named after Auburn. Yeah. Obviously, but um, it was, I mean, you could throw a rock, right? And, you know, university right next to the high school. So it was that close for me to be there and just go back and forth and go to the university and just go hang out and hang out with some of the players that was already there. So it was already kind of a, a given for, for people to kind of assume, like, oh, he's going to go to Auburn. Mm -hmm. and, and at that time, when I had made my commitment on ESPNU and, uh, at my high school, um, I, I really didn't even have a decision made at that point. I kind of just basically made it at the last minute. I remember my family standing behind me. I had my mom sitting on the right of me. My pop sitting on the left, left of me. She had two hats in, the, uh, in her purse, which was which was Auburn in Alabama. Mm -hmm. And I basically just kind of just reached my hand in there. The first hat that I grabbed was Auburn. And then I kind of picked it up. And then for some reason, something came on me and was like, nah, don't do it. Yeah. And so I put it down and I went back down there and grabbed Alabama hat. And then after that, should I put that hat on? I was like, I'm gonna commit to the University of Alabama, and shit, that was it. That was it. That's crazy because, like, I know, like, I we from when we when you're from the South, your families don't really move around like that. So, like, your whole family is probably from Auburn. Yeah, correct? exactly. So they whole, whole family, family from Eagle and all that shit, right? So yeah. it's like any family yeah. members was like, oh, this man, he done betrayed us. It was like any family members. Really, to be honest, with, yeah, to be honest with you, shoot, when I was making my commitment at that time, you know, my. Majority of the people that was in the in the in the, uh, in the gymnasium, they were all the fans. Yeah. You, know, you had maybe like a maybe specs of people that were kind of like low key Alabama fans because we you know how to think territory. So 
But at the time, when I put that hat on him and said that I'm going to University of Alabama, shoot, I could just hear the air come out of the room. Yeah. And at that point, I knew what time it was. I was like, look, I probably got a couple days to get up out of here. And then yeah. after that, shit, I, I got to go back. <laughs> I got to go to Tuscaloosa at that point. Yeah, we got to get escorted out of here because these niggas want to kill us. Yeah, we, <laughs> we got to get out of here. Yeah, immediately. Immediately. <laughs> That's crazy, man. That's what's up. You was, uh, you was first team all SEC? All SEC, and then um, then after that, should we won won two natties, and then should we could have won? Well, to be honest with you, bro, I mean, we could have won three straight. We lost against Deshaun Watson again yeah. that next year, mm. and that was when he made that 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 last play. Do had and that's when he made that last play, and that was right before he went to the league to the Texans. Yeah. See, that was the year where he was like, I'm not I'm not doing no massages this year. I'm just going to be out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was locked in that year. He was like, fuck that, bro. Hey, get yeah, this. he was on his best behavior at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me this. Like, so, because I know the NFL, like, it's, it's uh, to, the, to an average fan, to a casual, they would think it's a lot of people in the NFL, but it's really a tight-knit community. So how many league guys did you know, like, growing up? Like, I know, because you go to camps and, and shit like that, so how many guys did you know, mm-hmm. like, on the way up, you was like, oh, man, me and him going to be in the league together, like, this is my man, shit like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. was Man, it wasn't hardly, to be honest with you, bro, as, as I was going through, I'm talking about just locally-wise, it wasn't too many guys that, that I know today that, that mentally legal is still in the league, and that just kind of put in perspective talking about college you um mm-hmm. like we said first uh first team sec two nationals you know what i'm saying so at this point you mm-hmm. know you know you're going to the league now when you're sitting in mm-hmm. there do you know what spot you're going to go is like your agent telling you like this this where you can expect to go or like what's that whole process because mm-hmm. you know i ain't never been drafted as shit besides yeah military. yeah so like what was that like i mean it's, it's really projections like you just kind of throwing up in the air like possible teams that you know they're just taking a liking to you you know um, during the draft process, when you in the combine, you'll go meet with a certain amount of teams, and then basically they'll talk with you. They'll get like an analysis on you, or they'll do like a, uh, um, they'll basically bring you into a meeting, and they'll just kind of talk with you, kind of see your intellectual ability as far as breaking down plays and seeing how to break down plays and how you do it if you were just sitting in a room by yourself. Mm-hmm. And then um, you'll just talk with the head coach. It might be a GM or somebody in there just talking with you, just kind of see who the person is up under the helmet. And then after that, you kind of go into your process of, you know, doing your combine drills. And then after that, shoot, you kind of basically waiting to get chose. So mm-hmm. at that time, it was like, was a number of teams that could possibly just pick from you. And then, it, you know, and just depending on the situation, depending on if you were going to be a day one guy or a two day guy or day two guy, it just depends on, you know, where you ranked in as far as, uh, you know, male Kuyper's list or, you know, those big-name guys that, you know, do those NFL analysts type stuff, they'll kind of just have your name up there, and they'll basically kind of just rank you in those situations. So, but um, I would just remember for myself going into the draft, um, you know, you really do, I was kind of nervous because you really don't know how it was going to pan out. I was a guy that never ran. Um, I never did hardly any of the drills, only did on-field drills, and that was really about it. Um, so I kind of was kind of nervous on whether or not I was going to be a day one guy, a day two guy. And I just remember on the day of the draft, you know, I'm sitting there waiting, I'm seeing, I'm seeing, you know, a couple of, couple of teams that I'm thinking for sure that I might go to, you know, you get down, you go from one all the way to 10, then you get around 15. And then at that point, I'm kind of like, all right, you know, we kind of halfway through this thing. I ain't heard my name called. 
yeah. you get a little nervous. You get up to around like 20, 21, and then finally, um, you know, uh, the Tennessee Titans had traded up, and that's when they made had gave me that phone call, who, in which I never had a visit with, never really kind of just had any type of talk with. Um, and then they basically called me, which was a surprise. And then after that, man, that's when I spent my four years there at Tennessee. That's a blessing, bro. That's a blessing. Tell me this. Tell me. All right, I'm going to ask. This is a two-part question. Is it a team you wanted to go to the most? And is it a team you was like, please don't let these niggas draft me? <laughs> <laughs> I say the team that I really wanted to go to the most, um, it really was a number of teams. I'm going to be honest with you. One was the Raiders, one was the Cowboys. You know, I like the um uh, I like the Dolphins. I like I like the uh who else? The um it was a number of teams. Oh, the Chargers at the time, because I feel like they was talking to me the most. Mm -hmm. Um, but really kind of just those couple of teams at the time, those were kind of just off the top of my head of teams that kind of showed me interest and then two just kind of favorites when I was a little kid just growing up, yeah. the teams that I wanted to play for. But Tennessee was never in, in my head or never knew that I was going to ask to go to Tennessee. But once they traded up and made that call, after that shit, I was like, look, let's go. Let's do it. Whoever got a bag at that point, fuck it. And whoever got the bag, we're going. Hey, you talking about, man, that's a blessing, bro. That's a blessing. Tell me about tell me about your time at Tennessee because I know I'm, I'm almost like, you know what I'm saying, I feel like I know sports. So I feel like kind of the reason you came to Atlanta not only because, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying, we, we needed a linebacker desperately. We still need a fucking linebacker. Um... But also, you already had yeah. a relationship with Arthur Smith. Did that carry over? Is that a reason why yeah. you came to the Falcons? Like, tell me about Arthur Smith. Yeah. So um, when I did, so I did the when I did the four years at Tennessee, which we we won a lot of games. I mean, my second year we went to the AFC AFC uh, Championship, played mm -hmm. Mahomes, we lost in that game. We was one game away from going to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. So that that one hurt the most. And then after that, we were able to kind of bounce back and get another kind of, you know, winning season, went into the playoffs and lost to, you know, the Ravens after that. And then the next year after that, around 2021, um, we went into, went into you know, playing against the, uh, the Bengals, against Joe Burrow, mm -hmm. and they beat us. So um, after that, um, that's basically when I had left Tennessee and went to Atlanta. And by me having relations with, you know, um, Arthur and knowing him at the time, I think he was the uh, either the officer coordinator or the tight ends coach, one of the two. I can't really remember, but mm. I knew him and I saw him. You know, we 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 would see each other in the hallway, we would talk. So I always knew he was a cool dude. You know, real kind of you know players coach type of guy. So yeah. And then there was another guy too, specifically my um, defensive coordinator at the time named Dean Peace. You know, he he left um, sure. just recently. He was he was that was like my age boom coon. That was my guy. Yeah. Um, you know, he he, you know, one of the guys that coached Ray Lewis, he coached a lot of great linebackers at the time. So the, the man knew knew everything about football, everything about X's and O's when it came to football. So those are really kind of the two things that made me come to Atlanta. And not only that, you know, family is not too far from here. So sure. it was just all in one, just a great situation for me to be kind of in a situation where it felt like he was at home. And um, when I came to Atlanta, you know, I had I, I had the mindset of just, you know, taking it all in. I wanted to have fun. I wanted to also, too, at the same time, kind of put myself in another position as far as my career, put myself out there and, when, and you know, kind of trying to consider myself one of the top linebackers, too. So, mm. you know, even with even with Tennessee's situation from the four years, you know, it was it started out great, but the last two years kind of didn't end like I wanted it to. Mm. You know, a lot of the situations where, you know, whether it was coaching and the GMs and, you know, having a, 
you know, having a situation where as far as, you know, you have a mindset and a way that you want to do things. And then, you know, you got coaches and GMs, they want to do things a different way. And, you know, it's happening across the board around the NFL. You got situations with you got with the coach and situation with him in the gym. So no. it's just a lot of things that go into, you know, the, this NFL thing where it's just not just football. It's sometimes it could be some personal stuff that goes on too. But, you know, I think the biggest thing for my situation was uh, they kind of move on from it, not take it personal, keep it business. Um, and then also understand, man, you know, you definitely don't want to try to burn bridges. You definitely want to try to keep your name as clean as possible. But a lot of times that can be a, that cannot be avoidable. Um, when you're dealing with a lot of these guys or these GMs, man, they got a lot of, you know, a lot of power, a lot of money, you know, a lot of just motion or whatever. So, mm-hmm. but just in all, from the four years of me being in Tennessee, man, it just kind of helped me be in a more realistic mindset about not only just playing football, but also the outside stuff that come with it. You know, having yourself and establish yourself outside of football where, you know, if anything were to go wrong, season end injury or career end injury, or, you know, you get to the point where you just, feel like you just lose the love of the game you know you kind of have something to fall back on when it's all over but you know like I said just get kind of you know you know take it all in with Atlanta um Atlanta showed me so much love man I played you know for me to play the all 17 games and, and you know be injury free and then be able to just experience the Atlanta you know fans and the culture there man it, it was amazing um you know so just being able to come to Atlanta was probably one of my best experiences since I've been in the league that's love. And one of the craziest things that I just heard you say, a lot of the players I talked to, you know what I'm saying, we because we we weren't bad on defense last year. And I feel like a lot of that was mm-hmm. because Arthur Smith and Dean Pease, like, I ain't, I'm not trying to shit on nobody because I love my team. But we were, mm-hmm. we was limited last year at, at, on the Falcons. We, was, we worked with what we had. Yeah. So I, I, at some point, I was yeah. like, Dean, you might as well just get out there and play DB because we – <laughs> at this point, my nigga, like, but and, and so for us to get yeah, seven yeah. wins out of that squad is 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 amazing. Yeah. Before I get to Atlanta, though, I gotta ask why why you beat that nigga up on TV like that? And, <laughs> <laughs> go to tell me, bro. I'm watching the game. This shit is uh, all man. Man, it gets to the, you know, it's one of those things, bro. You know, you try to be as professional as possible, man, yeah. when it comes to this football thing, man. You try to be professional on the field, off the field, on camera, off camera. And then you get to the point where it's just like it's a man-to-man thing, bro. Yeah. You know, it was one of those situations where I was like, man, fuck all the other shit. This I'm like, you know, <laughs> it, it, at this point, you know, you want to go past the whistle. At that point, you've not entered into the zone of like, all right, now I got to handle you too. Yeah. And, and and even after that situation, you know, I got fined. I got fined like $10,000, you know, some crazy, you know. Yeah. But, you know, that's just what comes with the league, man. You know, you you understand when you go into the league and when you go into a game, bro, it's a possibility that you get in those type of situation. I mean, you've seen multiple situations where Miles Garrett, you know, hitting the, hitting the quarterback upside to him. You get so many different different things, man, like um, when it comes to that. But for me personally, I felt like even in that situation, it was necessary. You know, I even even after that, even from losing it, the 10K and the money and all that stuff, you know, it felt, made me feel like at the point where I had to kind of protect myself yeah. in that situation. So, but overall, man, you know, if I could just tell somebody else or a young guy that's coming into the league, you know, you try to, you want to try your best to avoid it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, man, you know, you got to be a man of your own self, you know, you, you represent yourself, you're your own business. At the same time, you know, you got to be able to deal with the things that come with it. Yeah. And if you feel like you need to take those type of measures, you know, shoot, why, why not? 
No, definitely. I feel because you know, I uh, like I said, I'm a huge football fan. And every every fight I seen on the field, the guy who won always had a justified. Like even my favorite one is uh when Andre Johnson beat up uh yeah was that Kenny Britt was that was that Kenny Britt yeah yeah I think it was no, Courtney, Courtney, Courtney Finnegan Courtney Finnegan right yeah Courtney Finnegan like it, what what Finnegan is that and after Andre was like yeah, yeah. it was worth it it was worth all yeah. worth it. Yeah, I said, so I feel that. I just I just wanted to know what the nigga said because you was, was out there fighting like y'all didn't have it. It wasn't even, it was, it was one of those things, man. You know how you, you know, I'm pretty sure the dudes that have played Little League, you know, that extra just, you know, after that whistle, you know, yeah. and he just kept doing it. And then at the same time, you know, it was kind of like one of them things that was kind of personal, like he was trying to do me in. So at that point, I was like, look, man, you you in the zone now. I got to protect myself at that yeah. point. So I'm going to just go up in your chin, and then after that, we'll just handle it like we handle it. Yeah. And was then it? after that, shit, once I paid that fine, I had kind of just brushed it off. I was like, shit, I'm going to move forward. After that, I never had another incident. So, but even then, from looking back then, I still don't regret it. I'm like, sure, it is what it is, man. Of that's the, the thing that That's the thing that come with this game, man. It's unfortunate that you get fined for punching a guy that got a helmet, but you know they make those they make those type of rules which you got to obey by. So it just that's just the nature of the game. Yeah, I don't even think it would have been. I don't know if you you can tell me this. Stuff. I don't know if you get fined if that game wasn't on Monday Night Football. If the whole country wasn't watching that game, I don't know if you still get mm -hmm. fined. You're not getting fined. Yeah. If, it, if we were just out there in the parking lot right now, it would just it would have been just a, one of those situations where the guy done with it. Cans going on about our business, yeah. But you know, by being on a public, you know, platform, you know, people just it just makes everything more dramatic mm -hmm. to the point where they got it. They feel like they have to do it in order to feel like you know they got control of this thing. So I understand the concept. Yeah, no, hey, clap it up for that because we setting a precedent on this show. We're not gonna have real niggas on this show. I'm not taking Rashawn. You done already said the president, so I can't have no niggas on my show that lost their fight. Yeah, you know I'm saying so. We want to know. We want to know, nigga. We only want real, real niggas real, on my show. Hell yeah, man. So fast forward, you're in Atlanta, first year. Yeah. Uh, well, the last year, last year, first game, mm -hmm. first game. Y'all, I, I got season tickets. So let me say this: I got season tickets. I sit up top. So I see the game a little better. Mm -hmm. Like I sit at, in the sky. I, I like to call it the skybox, but it's really 300 section. Yeah. I see the whole fucking game. Where the fuck do you think we went wrong in that Saints game? Because I felt like that game was going to set the tone. I felt like, Man. this is my personal opinion, if we had won the Saints game, we'd have went to the playoffs. That's me. That first game. Yeah. I, I'm going to be, yeah, I think at that point, you know, for us, our kryptonite was always shit, bro. We would always start out fast. We would get up. We'd be too excited and to the point where I feel like we just didn't finish. And, you know, whenever you're dealing, you're playing in the NFL, bro, you got guys that's just it's getting paid to do the exact same thing you're doing. Yeah. You got to understand, you got guys that's over there just as talented. You got some Hall of Famers over there. You got guys that got kids. You got these jokers out here playing, man. And the game don't, and we all know when it comes to football, the game don't stop until that clock strikes zero. Yeah. And I just feel like at that point, you know, we were so high and mighty in that game. It was a rival game. Jokers had prepped that game all, all the way up to that, that, that day, you know, with the Saints and the Falcons. They had all over the Jumbotron, you know, the history of it and stuff. So the, the energy in that state, I will say, out of all the games was the craziest. I had never had no type of energy like that or played no type of energy like that in a long, long time, bro. And that's, I'm talking about since Bama, like, type stuff. So... You know, to have that type of energy, then at the same time, I'm 
that had a type of, you know, celebrities that was there and all of that incorporated, it just made that game just more, more, more crazy. But that's what, that was what's one of the things that I feel like last year, not only just that game, but all season, bro, with just us finishing. And we, we had a situation where we could have won that game, but, you know, it was just one of those things where, you know, once you put yourself in that, that situation where is it, now you, you, you got to, you know, play to the last play to the last play at that point it's no longer about x's and o's it's about who wanted more yeah. and at that time shoot the saints wanted it more than us and that's just what it is so you know i think after that you know it kind of put it put a dent in us because you know when you lose a game like that and you got people that got history on that game you know you don't want to let the fans down you don't want to let the, you know people that's that's that, that, that's played in played in the Atlanta Falcons uniform, and played in the Saints uniforms. You know, you don't want to let those type of guys down. The OGs that played in the game, you don't want to let them down. You know, walking off that field after the loss, and you seeing their faces. You know, you got Joe throwing their hat there. You know, lost bets. You know, it's just a lot of stuff that go into that game. Oh, yeah. But you know, just overall, man, we're just finishing, bro. Oh yeah, no, I, you, bro, you ain't gotta tell me, cause nigga, I hate Saints fans, nigga. I don't hold the dough for them. None of that shit. Like, <laughs> like yeah. all of their funerals. Like, I'll, I'll stop in traffic for like. Yeah, yeah. So, if you if you never played for Atlanta, you felt the tension. Yeah, yeah. you definitely. If you never played for Atlanta, you definitely felt the tension between the two organizations. Like, from I'm talking about even from just when you walk into the stadium, you could just feel the tension. Douglas was ready to get at it. It wasn't just football players. It was your mama, your sister, your yeah. grandma, all of them. No, you don't understand, bro, because, nigga, so, we talked about that game all all offseason. Like, we talked about, like, that was the, like, oh, y'all put exactly. the on the game. Y'all want to see what we is up front. But let's go and get it fucking popping then. And not all yeah. of that. Not all it's going to get it popping. Just to start the it. season off. <laughs> nigga, and then we up the first exactly. three quarters. We up the first three and a half we quarters. We up. We up. Come on, we up, we I'm lit. <laughs> I'm there with you, nigga. I'm there with you. <laughs> look, hey, it's crazy too, cause you know during the game, man, we look, we walking on the sideline, everybody cheering. You got uh, Tig up there playing the music. You got Gucci, baby, all of them. They yeah. salute you. You know, we thinking, all right, baby, we finna take over the city, finna take over. Come on. Then all of a sudden, you know, your boy uh, James, he he for some reason, this joker started talking crazy with his with his guys, getting them hyped up. Michael Thomas over there. When it, when it all of a sudden become all pro, yeah. and, you know, at the last minute, and then after that, shoot, that that, that was history. And then, so you know, you walk off the field after that, man, it just put a dent in you. Nigga, it put a dent in the city, bro. Like I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. Cause man, like, yeah. it's, it's passion to us. Like that, we could lose every fucking game, nigga, in the season. We better not lose to them Saints. Like, yeah, that's that's where we was. So for that one, that said, that was. That was a down, and then for some fucking reason, Mike Thomas, the only fucking game he wanted to play that year, he wanted to come out and have <laughs> seven thousand yards. Out of all the games, like what the out fuck of is all he? All the games, bro. Out of all the games, this nigga now he's slamming the ball, throwing the ball in the crowd and shit. Like, he had just took a hiatus and he came back. Like, you know, we call that nigga. We call that nigga Slant Thomas. Stick the dag in him. We call that nigga Slant Thomas in Atlanta. Like, boy, you only got one round. I can't believe it. Like, so that was crazy, bro. That was so crazy. Like, just, just what, like, y'all had, we, I felt, but I, I was, I was proud of y'all that game, though. I didn't count it as, a, there was, you know what I'm saying, there ain't no real moral victories in sports. But I was like, I can see, yeah. I can see the direction we going in. Like, we got some dogs on this team. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is it any guys that you took under your wing? Because when you come to Atlanta, you're a vet at this point. Was it any guys you took yeah. under, your, yeah. under your wing 
when you got there, like Troy Anderson, man, yeah, Troy, guys like Troy Anderson, you got guys like Michael Walker, you got guys like uh, Hulk, you got guys like uh, I love uh, Hawkins, man. By the way. It's just it's a lot of man. You got Drake, you got uh, Ritter, you got man. You just all those guys, man. They're young, you know. They 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 green when they coming into the league. They mm-hmm. just playing it. They just now getting into this. This atmosphere where it's no longer just about, you know, bragging ways. It's about money now. It's about, you know, this your job, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, and, and things have, have become a lot more serious now. So, you know, putting those guys and, and putting those guys up under your wing and kind of just, you know, those those speeches right before the game or those talks during practice or the team meetings that you have during the week, getting prepped for the game at the end of the week. You know, those are the times where you kind of just kind of, you know, display the message. You know, you kind of let them know, look, this is what we got going on. This is how we're approaching the game. This is how, you know, this is what, you know, as far as the brotherhood, as far as, you know, making mistakes and all that, bro, we got we got your back. You know, you yeah. make it, you try to make it as much as comfortable as possible for guys that are coming into the league because, you know, they got a lot of pressure on them, you know, a lot of expectation, you know. And and a lot of sometimes that that they're more susceptible to injury, mm-hmm. and more susceptible to you know, well you know losing their confidence when you know they they make a bad play. So, you know you kind of just want to reassure them that you know you don't have your own situation, your own mistakes, and look at where you at now. So regardless of what you're doing now, mistakes that you make now, the things that don't go right, man, you're gonna have another opportunity to make it right, and just understand it. That's that. The next play is gonna happen. You can't dwell on the past. So that really be my message to a lot of the guys that whenever I come in there or in any team or whatever situation, I always let them know, man, you gotta play that next play. Have a quick memory in the league. You know, you keep dwelling on past stuff, you know, that's how you continue to make the same mistakes. So that's really the message I be saying to a lot of y'all guys. Man, okay. I understand and I hear that message, I receive that message. But how hard is it to keep that same message going? Because you're a vet, so you've had you've seen the ups and downs of the league and shit like that. You know you you may have some mm-hmm. seasons, but like you said, we had a lot of rookies come in last year. So how hard is it to keep them focused mm-hmm. when we had? Because the Saints wasn't the only close game we lost. Like nigga, we had we were supposed to win the Rams game. Yeah. We were supposed to a win the, the Chargers game. We were supposed to, we got cheated out the Bucks game in Tampa uh, on the Grady Jarrett when they called the pass. I mean, uh, on, roughing the passer. Like, on that so, sack, yeah. On come sack. on, so how do you how do you keep players motivated when it's shit like that going on? When when Nick, we all our games coming down to the last second because we had I mean several we should have yeah, lost the, to the Panthers. That 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 type of situation, bro. That's not that's you know that's that's is is I was I would say it's it's rare and it's not rare, but then at the same time it's rare, you know, because you got to think, you know, whenever you put yourself in those positions. Everybody's expecting you. Once you had that one situation, mm-hmm. they expecting you to correct it at that point. Mm-hmm. And when it continues to happen, it's kind of like, all right, who do we blame? Now? Mm-hmm. Do we blame the coaches? Do we blame the players? Do we blame the vets? Do we blame the young guys? It's kind of like one of those things. And what you don't want to do, and what we, what, what I felt like we, we kind of, we started out with, and we kind of got better at, was not pointing the finger. Because really, it's a collective thing. Yeah. And for us in that situation, you know, we kept seeing each other after that, after those games in that locker room, looking at each other like, like how how we let this happen again. You know, we get into this ourselves in these situations where we put put ourselves in position to win games, Mm. but we just not finishing. 
And at that point, you really got to kind of like, look, you got to just say, fuck everything else, fuck the media, fuck the fans. You got to just kind of just keep everything close-knit because, you know, regardless of you not winning those games, mm. we still got to put ourselves in position to try to win those games or at least have an opportunity to win those games. Yeah. And basically what I missed was when we was going into those games and we was getting close and we weren't winning, we were like, look, bro, we're just going to keep chopping. Mm. And like at this point, you know, it, it, these games is going to be what it's going to be. Obviously, you know, we're dealing with something where, you know, we put ourselves in position, but we're not finishing. But, you know, you got to just keep playing. That's yeah. the thing about about the NFL. You know, you're going to have a situation where you have series games where you're going to be winning. Everything ain't going to be lit. Everybody happy. The whole city happy. Mm. And then you might go through a phase where you losing a couple of games. Not everybody want to start cutting jokes. You know, he's one of those type of feelings. Yeah. So, you kind of still put those young guys in perspective, like, look, bro, you know, this is the name of the game. This is what you had to get used to for, for the rest of your career. Mm-hmm. But also understand that they, this game never changes. The, the, the distance between from from the 100 the yard line over there to the other 100 yard line is the same yardage as you, you played in Little League, bro. Everything is still the same. Mm-hmm. The only thing is, is this, the stage is bigger and there's more fans and there's more money incorporated. Mm. And once you understand that concept, bro, you're going to always be good. Mm. Um, you know, it was just one of those situations where, for me, it was rare. Mm. I'm used to winning. When my whole career, if you look at my rec- my record, I'm used to winning. I've won my whole career. So coming to a team that was in a situation where we had ourselves in position to win, mm. but we didn't win as much like I'm used to, mm. it was a lot different for me. But, you know, I just come from a caliber of player where, you know, I really can't really worry about those the wins. I'm like, you know, at this point, we got to – Put put as bet, the best film that we could possibly put out there, mm. and then after that, man, we got to be able to live with what come with it, you know. Because you know, you, like I said, you just can't live in the past, bro. You got to be able to move on to the next game, and hopefully that the next game be, you know, that breakthrough. I feel that. I feel that. It's just when you come to Atlanta, bro, and you know what I'm saying, like you come, you always come from a winning situation, but you got to understand where yeah. you're coming from in Atlanta. We already feel mm-hmm. like we fucking cursed. We've been cursed since 2003. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? So, when we lose, like, just yeah. say for the Saints game, for instance, a game we up two touchdowns, nigga. So, once yeah. once once Jameis scored one and they down one touchdown, you know, we in yeah. the crowd like, oh, boy, it's the same old Falcons, boy. Same you know old. Same yeah. old. And then, and, we and, go, now, and then we do it again next week against the Rams. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We try to, we down 28-3. We try to break the curse. And, oh, boy, yeah. same old fucking bird. Bird's gonna bird. That's what, bird's gonna bird. bird. That, <laughs> That's that what we said, was hearing. That we said. Go ahead. And then, for, and in that situation, that's why I was kind of like, you know, at first it was kind of when we were first going into the season, man, they had made a projection we was going to go 3 and 13. Nigga, we I'm, was I'm the base of I'm betting it. Like, boy, bet we win more than three games, nigga. Bet. Like, I really got $100 bet. 3 and 13. I, that was unheard of. I've never heard of a record like that. I'm like, you, that's some shit you was. Thinking of you know three a four a high school high school team and going against a six a seven a powerhouse high school team. Bro, they that's some stuff. Or, or like a d d three college going against Bama or something like that. that's some that's some stuff you project not in the league. Come so on. when they when they said that it was real disrespectful. You know we had very very much took it as like something personal. Mm-hmm. And what made it just worse was the fact that we were putting ourselves in these positions to win. But we didn't finish. We wanted going through and, you know, winning the games that we wanted. So now in the back of our head, that record is just kind of just floating. 
three. So, but <laughs> as we were able to win some of those other games, you know, we kind of saw ourselves like, all right, we're getting over that hump. We're getting past these three games. We get past, okay, we got five, six, seven. Mm-hmm. Now, at the end, towards the end of the season, we can't, we get to like seven, eight win, wins. But, you know, for me, I'm like, look, you know, there, there could have been so many other other situations where we could have put ourselves in a, in a position to go to the playoffs for sure. You know, the way that the the way the record was, I know it, was, it wasn't as pretty as it was, but the way the season was, man, the, the other teams weren't do, doing as good as well. So, you know, I think that was just an opportunity that we missed, bro, just to be able to kind of position ourselves to be able to go to the playoffs because a lot of those other teams, man, they was, they was hurting too. And I just think we should have just capitalized off that situation. Bro, I appreciate the honesty because, nigga, in my eyes, we definitely were supposed to be in the playoffs. The division was we wide was supposed, open. We were supposed to be in the playoffs. The division for was sure. wide open, bro. The division was wide like, open. Like, come on. It's like, And the yeah. Bucks was trying to give it to us. They was they was like, here, take it. And we they was, was trying like, to no, give we it. don't want it. Uh. We was like, we don't want it. Y'all take it. And, and, and so we had, because it was a couple games. Okay, I'm going to just throw these games out there and see in uh, – See where you feel about these games. One game I won't talk about is the Bengals game. We just ain't had no fucking chance that game. Okay, leave that game out the window. Yeah, that that was one of those games where you just get your ass kicked. Mm -hmm. You got to go back to the drawing board and and start back to the base. You know that. You know that talk. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just what what they say. We just go. We gonna throw that film away. We ain't gonna worry about that. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna forget about that. Like, that would yeah. that would come with the game. Yeah, but okay, specifically, it's two games I got in. Really, three: the Chargers game where we uh where Taquan gets the fumble and it, it dropped. Yeah, is anybody say anything to this nigga in the locker room? Anybody was we like, "We were sick, man. We were sick. We were sick." Everybody was like, "Look, that's my boy. That's yeah. my dog." Yeah, and it's one of those situations where you looking at your dog, you like. Ah, oh, that's my dog, but hey, bro, you know you should have had on that ball. <laughs> I DM'd so, that nigga. I DM'd him, like, boy, just, get your big ass down. <laughs> bro, hey, look, we was, we was all looking like, wait a minute, hold on, we was, we got the ball? Wait a minute, we running with the ball? We finna get the ball win at the last minute? Then all of a sudden, we see the ball rolling on the ground. We like, oh, my Come God, like. And it's, it, it got to be a curse. It got to be something going on. So bro, it fit our narrative. But you know, you gotta, you gotta. Yeah, it, it, it felt like that at that point. I knew right then at that point at that moment. I was like, man, it's some, it's some more than just this football thing. It got to be something else. I'm gonna tell you what it is. I, I ain't never you know seen nothing history. like that. I don't know if you know the history of the, uh, the Mercedes Benz. You know, we tore down, we tore down two churches to build the Mercedes Benz. So it's really them spirits, the, them churches. They want, they want, they they church back. That's all it really is. So until we, until we do that right really by them, going on. yeah. Until we build them a new church, we may not have a winning seat. I don't know. That's the curse. That's how we feeling right now. But I, on a serious note, tell me about the um because this was a game I feel like y'all played great fucking defense. The uh Commanders mm-hmm. game, the Commanders game, where and then we got yeah, the, y'all man. held them niggas to nineteen. Like what the fuck are we doing? They were on the three yard line. Like talk to me, talk to me. What are you, what are you thinking? Because th- in my head, I'm thinking this is looking like Seattle versus the Patriots yeah. in the fucking Super Bowl. We on the one yard line. Why are we? We CP is doing on, everything. Bro. Why are we not running it right here? Like what? Are you, what is going on at this point? Because now we're mid in the season going through this shit. Yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those things, bro. It's like yourself in position to win mm-hmm. there's only two things that can happen you either gonna win or you gonna lose and at that moment it's about who wants it more and then too a lot of a lot of that plays and also the personnel also that plays and also the coaching mm-hmm. what you choose the play call and what you choose as far as how you make that play 
happen. Also with the player making the play, mm-hmm. all that is incorporated with making that that moment, you know, to the point where making that moment where you take advantage of that moment. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of moments that was like that, but you know, that was one of those other games kind of took the out of us. It's kind of like we could have prevented that situation. All we had to do was just hand the ball off to a guy that we know for sure. We done seen time and time again run over linebackers that we knew for sure was going to run that ball in there and win that game for us. So, you know, you like I said, you want to be a professional. You try not to point fingers. You try not, you know, to be that guy that's like, oh, well, we should have, you know what I'm saying? You try not to be that dude, but, mm-hmm. you know, you get to a certain point, man, you kind of like, look, you know, you know, you got you to gotta start pinpointing what it is that's going on. And if, if that's the problem, you got to either get rid of it, change it, flip it, or make improvements in it. That way you don't constantly find yourself in that situation. Yeah. And that was one of the situations where we were kind of like, look, we might have to make a move. We got to do something different. Mm-hmm. I'm like, because there's no way we lose that game and we right there in the red zone, and, you know, having the ability to go in there and, and win that game. And we right there, all we got to do is either damn just hand, hand the ball off or literally just throw it to a guy, throw it, whatever we got to do in order to win that game. So, you know, I, it's just, like I said, I man, you got to – we had that situation where we, we just needed to be more aggressive about making changes, and I think we didn't do that fast enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I will say Arthur Smith's hands were tied a lot. You know, he had a, yeah. um, he had a lot of faith in um, – you know, first of all, I want to say this. You you said earlier you was like you, you try not to point fingers and shit like that, and I respect that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's a man. You know what I'm saying? That's sticking up for your teammates. I'm gonna say in the city, nigga, we always pointing that finger at fucking Mariota. So and I, that may be your boy or whatever, whatever. <laughs> no, yeah. There was a lot of games where my boy was putting that ball on the ground. I was like, is this nigga getting paid by the other? Like, what is what's yeah. this deal? Because <laughs> he was a fumble machine. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, he was fumbling everywhere. Yeah. I seen that nigga in Walmart. I said, Mariota, he fumbled his bread out of his hand. I was like, this nigga can't hold <laughs> shit. This nigga can't hold shit, man. This nigga can't oh, hold man. There's so many games. Like, I mean, the Steelers, y'all damn near played a perfect defensive game. Um, Yo, man. Fucking, now, the, the we got cheated. Like we say, we got cheated at the, at the Bucks game. But, bro, a yeah. lot of games, bro, the defense, bro, y'all did what y'all could. And a lot of the problems yeah. I thought was, nigga, y'all was on the field a lot. Like y'all was on the field a lot. lot, nigga. Y'all niggas was tired by the by the fourth because nigga, y'all done been on the field. These niggas got thirty minutes of time of possession with the ball. Like, how the fuck do you want me to keep chasing these niggas around so niggas will get mad at the defense? I'm like, nigga, we gotta put up some points to help these niggas, cause bro, it's no way, like nigga. And first of all, congratulations. You led you led us in tackles, but I don't know if you knew that Mm -hmm. or whatever. You led us in tackles Mm -hmm. last year, so nigga. And I so I still. Tell me, matter of fact, let me fast forward to that. What is that like when you lead a team in tackles? Because I feel like you was like top three best players on our defense mm-hmm. last year. It's you, AJ, and Grady. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Y'all was our anchors last year. So what's yeah. that like? Did you want did you want to come back to the Falcons? Or was it like mm-hmm. money? Or like what's the what was the deal mm-hmm. with that? Because I know, you know what I'm saying, Arthur Arthur yeah. Smith's still there. I know Dean P's at left, and I know we got a new yeah. coordinator. Did that have something to play into it as well? Or what's the what was the situation? No, yeah, my my even still today, my 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 position still stands, man. I definitely would love to come back to Atlanta. Um, I just know the situation because I've been in free agency before. I was in free agency right before I came to Atlanta. I just know the, you know, when you're dealing with your, dealing with free agency, bro, there's a lot of things that's incorporated. You know, you got situations where a team wants to kind of see who 
who they got and how, how they how they pan out. You got also other situations when it comes to financials where, where they, do they want to restructure? Do they want to, you know, give you this type of bread? Do they want to do this? You know, what is the history of giving this type of bread? How have these guys panned out? Um, the, and also also goes into the fact of, you know, um, you know, just the person of who do they want to, do they want this guy to be the face of their franchise as far as the defense and all those different things. So I understand the process. I remember when I first got into free agency right before I came to Atlanta, I didn't really know too much about it because I had been four years in Tennessee. Uh, mm. But when I first went into free agency, I didn't know nothing of what I knew now. I, you know, if anything, I took everything personal to the point where I'm like, look, how they, how they not want me? How they want to pay me? All this? And like, you can't even get caught up in that because be quite honest, these teams don't have to give you nothing. Mm. You know, they don't have to give you a dime if they don't want to. So, you know, I played my contract out and after, after that contract, you know, you just sitting out there, you flown out there and you're on your own. So really it's about on whether or not they feel like you're the right fit for them. So yeah. everything is always about need. Do they need you? Do they feel like they can, you know, use the guys that they got without you you know mm-hmm. do they feel like they can get the same production from a guy that's a lot cheaper or a guy you know a guy that they feel like is a more better player opposed mm-hmm. to you so a lot of those things going to corporate uh, and going to you know a situation as far as making a decision on a guy before they go spin yeah. a bag on him so i'm pretty sure it's the same thing with dealing with atlanta you know or any other team that you know i might encounter will have talked to so you know, it's really those type of things, bro. I, you know, for me, I know it's a business. I don't take none of this stuff personal yeah. because I understand what the real concept is. So, you know, I think at at this point right now, the only thing I can do is be ready. Um, yeah. you know, I'm 27 years old. I, you know, I'm six years in the league. Um, you know, I just came off a good season. Um, you know, just having having a lot of leverage for myself. You know, really all I'm doing right now, man, it just really just went on a phone call to the point where it not only works for me, but also works for the organization as well. Yeah. You know, I ain't really, I'm not really a guy that's really looking to try to be, you know, trying to be egotistical or try to say, oh, yeah, I'm this or I'm that. It's just mm-hmm. really all based off of my performance, and I feel like that's really what it needs to be. You know, just pay, you know, really pay off of what a guy is deserving of. You know, regardless of my situation, you know, you got guys in, that's not only in my position, but guys that's in, you know, in the running back market. You know, mm-hmm. you got guys that are like that in that situation. You know, what, what about those guys? You know, mm-hmm. Paying them what they feel like they deserve. So, you know, you got those type of situations, man. And, you know, the best thing for guys like me or guys that have a free agency to do mm. is to, you know, literally just you know, be prepared, bro, and at the same time understand the nature of the game. Yeah. So never take none of this stuff personal. This stuff is strictly business. And if you always view it as that, you know, you're going to always be good because a lot of this stuff can really be weighing on you. You could be a lot anxious. You're more anxious than you've ever been. Yeah. You could be thinking that, oh, well, are you saying that I'm not as good as, as I, you know, showed myself or played, you know, you start kind of thinking, you know, second guessing yourself. And for me being six years in the lead, that's the thing that I have not done. You know, that's the thing I have kind of strayed away from because I know what's really what it's about. Yeah. So for me, I'm just really just waiting on that phone call, man. You know, whenever Atlanta, you know, want to make that phone call, whoever it may be, yeah. you know, I, you know, I'll be ready. Well, well, shit, I'm telling you right now, nigga, I've seen our linebacker room. We 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 beefed up on the defense, but you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? We we could we could use you, we could use your back. We could if we be honest, <laughs> nigga. I, I like Evan Kennedy. Sure. I like uh we just got uh Caden Ellis from uh the Saints. We uh, we still yeah. got Troy Anderson. Name another one. Name you another one. Them. We could use you, so if them niggas ain't called you by now, them niggas being cheap. For so sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to Arthur Blank. We go figure sure. out <laughs> if we need to rob Home Depot. Hey, yeah, look. Terry Fontenot, we're going to get Fontenot on the look, fucking line. 
because we need you, my nigga. Yeah, don't yeah, make, yeah. Don't, don't think we don't no, need for you, sure, nigga. For sure. hey, look, I got relationship. I got good relationships with all them people, man. You know, I know them firsthand. I done met, shook hands with them, know their families, you know? And yeah. I just know that a lot of times, you know, you can't let, uh, you know, something like that become personal. Yeah. It's a yeah. business. They got a job to do. I got a job to do. And at the end of the day, it got to be something that, that, that comes together to where both parties are happy. So... Okay. I just know that something like that take time, bro. It take a lot of time. You got to go through your evaluations of the guys that you got, and you got to go through the evaluation of the guy that you want to get. So once you make that decision, that's it. Yeah. So that's how it go. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. I, I, I will. So we're going in. We're about to. The Falcons are in. A, we're in OTAs right now. We're going into the. Uh, we're about to go into preseason in a month. You've uh, you've been around the team. You got more experience than anybody I know personally with this shit. I'm gonna ask you a serious question. I want you to keep it honest with me. When you, what do you see from Desmond Ritter? Because that's who we're running with right now. Mm-hmm. And so, can can you just give me think, give me some hope? Give me give me some faith. My 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 honest opinion about Desmond, I'm this against him. I think that he has the ability to do exactly what people see that they 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 think that he can do. He has the ability. He has the arm. You know, it's really about on his confidence. Yeah. You know. Marcus Mariota could do the same thing. He had the ability to run and be able to throw. Mm-hmm. But it always comes down to that mentality and mm-hmm. your confidence. The thing that made Tom Brady great as what he was was not because of his ability. Mm-hmm. It was because of his mentality. Yeah. And if Desmond can harness that mentality to the point where I'm the shit, I don't give a fuck what nobody say about me, mm-hmm. I'm going to prove you wrong, then the sky's the limit for him. What he can't do is be worried about a guy, you know, the guy that's from, you know, Washington to be worried, be looking over his shoulder about him. Mm. What he can't do is be worried about the, you know, the media and, you know, thinking that, oh, he's not making the right throws. And, you know, I've seen some of the comments about him. You know, I understand where, you know, when you're a quarterback, you're getting a lot of flex for any little thing that you do. Mm. And and it would be in his best interest to not pay attention to any of that. Mm-hmm. And I would just think from a person that's just from the outside looking in and from a person that's played against him, he can get the job done, but it's always going to be about his mentality and how he want to take this thing to the next level. And I'm pretty sure he don't work his ass off to be where he's at right now. And shoot, they considering him to be the stone quarterback from what I've heard. So, Shit. you know, you, at Is that right point, now, you know, you, you, you got one. coaches and you got the, the organization talking like that and ha- having that type of you know, uh, language, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they believe enough that he can make that, make that happen. So, but for him to be able to take it to the next level from, from last year until now, he had really good, maybe three to four games at the end of the season. Yeah. He need to build off of that. Yeah. You know, you've seen guys like Jalen Hurts, you know, when he first started out, people thought he was trash. Mm-hmm. People thought, oh, well, he can't make really, make really good decisions. He's a guy that wants to run first. He doesn't want to sit in the pocket, you know, for him to, you know, look at a guy like that and look at his process and his development and how he approached the game, his mentality was the reason why he's successful now because yeah. he didn't pay attention to the other stuff. You know, he really honed in on his craft. He really paid attention to the stuff that, you know, if I was a deep, if he was a quarterback, I would be thinking like a defensive player. Like, if I'm going against myself, what are the weaknesses that I that I see? When I line up against myself, what are the things that are, you know, showing the defense of, you know, what what I'm gonna do next? So for him, I think he can make the he can get the job done. Mm-hmm. It's really gonna be off with just his his mentality and how you want how you want to handle this. You know, this all this other stuff with the with the with the media and stuff. I feel that I feel that man. I got one more question for you before I let you go, man. 
um, it's NIL. What do you, how do you feel like your college career would, would your college career have been different with NIL the way it is right now? What do you see would have been different it, for you in Alabama? Yeah, it could have been different, but I could have been not as motivated. Cause you I could have been not as motivated. Yeah. I think too, with these, these younger guys, you get in an era of football players where it can be, you know, it could be also beneficial to not only them, but their families. Mm-hmm. Which a lot of guys feel like they they want it in my era and you know and far on we mm-hmm. felt like you know we we were the guys that were pushing to try to get those things to happen and now that it's happening mm-hmm. you know is it, the game has completely changed but what 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 a lot of times happens where when you have those things change like that or things that happen like that you get a different type of mindset a different type of thing. You don't have no longer the arrow, those guys that, you know, trying to get it out the mud, trying to get to the lead, you know, that that kind of that edge type player is kind of, is basically long gone now. Yeah. Now you got kind of the guys that want to be the it factor or I got the bread before the bread. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just one of those type of mentalities that, you, that you're breeding now. So it's going to be interesting to see how the next generation, even after this generation that just got the first NIL deals and kind of went through that process, how they going to be to the point where, you know, they no longer looking at the lead to get a bag. They looking at college now to get a bag. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the effort or the, the, the motivation to try to get to the league, you know, you got to realize, is it going to be as significant as it was when we went, we, we went getting the bag yeah. or is it going to be a situation where, you know, guys kind of be like, look, I, you know, once I do this, this, this NFL or this college thing, shit, if I ever make it to the league, oh, well, yeah. you know, you can yeah, breed yeah, those yeah. type of mentalities in these these younger guys. So mm-hmm. it, it just got I think these coaches, especially with a coach like Coach Saban, mm-hmm. he know he he knows how to like put you in a mindset of like, look, I know you getting your little bag. Mm-hmm. Just remember the real bag is in the league. Yeah. So don't get don't don't get the big head. Yeah. You know? He gonna always emphasize that. And always remember why you play this game. Yeah. And it could just be it can be it could be taken away from you just as fast as it, it, it's, it's given to you. So he people coaches like that that's been in the game for a long time who's had real success, they know how to you know know how to convey that message to guys like that. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. Man, Rashawn, I appreciate your time, man. Give it up for him one more time, man. I appreciate you joining our episode. Do you uh do you think Bama beats Georgia this year? Yes or no? I think Bama gonna edge Georgia this time, man. You crazy as hell. Georgia, because right. because Bama, Bama, Bama. You think about Bama is had our run too, and we done, and after our little run, we've lost. Yeah. Like they're like big. They like they like twins almost. Yeah. To the point, Georgia and Alabama are twins. We right next to each other. Yeah. Coach that coach that Bama. Is in Georgia. Yeah. Some of the coaches that came from Georgia came to Bama. For sure. They twins. Yeah. So it's a it, now it's becoming more of a robbery. Now we ain't looking at each other in SEC SEC championship no more. Yeah. We like look now nah, we are gonna see our ass in the end at the end game. Mm-hmm. So it's it's become kind of exciting to the point why everybody is anticipating for each, you know both of these teams to see each other at the end. Yeah. And I, and I think I don't know I may be wrong but for some reason away from what I've seen in history and from my own experience. Bama might add Georgia this year just because of the hype. Yeah. Sometimes you can get so much hype that, you know, I don't know what it is about the hype, but when you get that hype, bro, you in that last game, man, it makes it that much harder to win. Because you got a team now, they playing with a different level of, like, you know, effort now. Mm-hmm. They, like, 
you know, yeah, we don't want a couple games in the past, but we got to get this one to solidify who we say we is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game. But I, I expect both of them to be in that last game, though. Okay, okay. Well, we will. I got to have you back on, man, especially after the game. After after Georgia three-peats, I'm going to have you back on. For sure. You know what I'm saying? We can do this, man. <laughs> Rashawn, man, I definitely uh, man, I appreciate you for coming, man. Appreciate you for stopping through. Appreciate your words, man. Thank you so much, brother. You blessed my show. This is actually, I don't know if you heard me at the beginning, this is actually the first episode. So you are my first guest, man. So thank you to you, brother. You popped this shit off, man. And I appreciate it, bro. Much uh, continued success doing free agency. Somebody, nigga, you had over a thousand tackles last year, nigga. You about to get picked up with with the week, nigga. Your, your contract so, is on man. the way, nigga. Just stay by the phone, nigga. But uh, thank you. You again, know, I'm sitting right here, man. Tell him Wayne. <laughs> I, I got you, brother. Thank you again, my man. Appreciate your time. Thank you, big dog.